Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Even tattoo artists will be able to refer for abortion if this passes. We're going to be talking about this unbelievable proposed amendment on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, I wish you were joking, but I know that you're not. Um, and if you go on the Florida the Florida uh, website for those different professions that are licensed as healthcare workers, you would see tattoo artists is one of those. 58 different categories yeah. of professional healthcare practitioners come underneath the Florida licensing provision and will be able, if this particular proposed amendment passes, to do two things. Number one, determine whether or not a baby is viable, being able to live outside of the womb, if that's what your definition of viable is, and we'll be able to determine, even if it is viable, whether the person should get an abortion because it's necessary to protect the health. We'll talk about that, but 58 mm -hmm. different professions, including tattoo artists. But that's what happens when you use this deceptive wording in these, in like from this in this example for this proposed amendment. It's deceptive wording. And they did it on purpose. So tattoo artists, we'll talk about some of the others as well, uh, school counselor. But tomorrow at 9 o'clock Eastern time, I will be presenting oral argument. We filed a document a brief, uh, several briefs with the Florida Supreme Court as opponents objecting to this proposed constitutional amendment. This amendment is entitled Amendment to Limit Government Interference with Abortion, sponsored by Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, among others. They say that they have enough signatures to get it on the ballot. They have over 800,000 plus signatures to get it on the ballot. It has not been officially certified yet, but they're so confident that they stopped collecting signatures. Yeah, but this proposed amendment, which is called Amendment to Limit Government Interference with Abortion, which is deceptive right there, is going to create a new section in the Florida Constitution, quote, limiting government interference with abortion, unquote. Yeah, so <laughs> what is that? Let me um, talk about why we are arguing against this amendment. In Florida, as in most cases, when you do a voter initiative to amend your constitution, there are certain requirements that those proposed initiatives need to meet. Not that the court, in this case Florida Supreme Court, agrees with or disagrees with the substance of the amendment, because you might want to overrule one of the previous decisions of the state's highest court. And obviously, they can't rule on the substance of it, that they agree or disagree with the substance. But procedurally and specifically factually, it has to comply with two things. Number one, it has to be clear and unambiguous. It cannot be deceptive or misleading. That's for obvious reasons, because when you go to the poll, you need to be able to be very clear about what your yes mm -hmm. means and what your no means, what you're being asked to vote for. And number two, it can only address a single subject at a time. It can't be something where your yes actually includes yes on other things. Uh, they can't just lump in a bunch of things into one amendment. 
to try to increase the number of people that would otherwise vote for it. So it has to be very narrow, single subject. Well, this amendment fails on both counts. Yeah, so let's begin with the ballot summary. So the ballot summary has to be clear and unambiguous, not deceptive. So here's what the ballot summary says. And the very first sentence is actually what is in the proposed amendment. So it just repeats that one sentence from the proposed amendment. Quote, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the patient's health care provider. Continues on, this is what the voter will read. This amendment does not change the legislature's constitutional authority to require notification to a parent or guardian before a minor has an abortion, close quote. Let's just start at the top. No law. What does that mean? No law shall prohibit. Well, and when it says that too, Holly, when it says no law, that's actually part of the amendment. So no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict. No law. So a federal law? No law. No law across the board. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. But if there's no law that can restrict abortion, then how can a law be allowed that restricts abortion via parental notification? But I thought federal law always supersedes state law. Well, let's law. talk about federal law in a minute. Let's just stay on state law for okay. a moment. If no law can restrict abortion, then it's false to say to the voter that the amendment does not change the legislature's constitutional authority to require notification because every law is a restriction on something. You can do this, you can't do that. You can get an abortion, but you have to get parental consent. That's a restriction on minors getting an abortion. They have to get parental consent. But it says no law will be able to restrict abortion. So when it says in the actual amendment, no law can restrict abortion, it is deceptive to the voter to make them think that parental consent will survive. It won't, because that language that the amendment does not change parental notification is not what would actually go in the Constitution. Hmm. So when it says no law, it means no law. And so right there at the very beginning, before you go any further, no law means that the second sentence is false, and it's designed to trick voters. A voter mm -hmm. might say, oh, well, as long as you have parental notification, so the parent's involved, okay, I'm favorable to that. But in reality, the no law means, no, that one won't survive either. So when you say no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict, it is not only saying no law in Florida, but it gives the the voter, the idea that no law, including a federal law, will stand, right? Which does not work. It does not work, which is what your point was. There is a federal law called the Partial Birth Abortion Ban, and it applies to all 50 states. Via the Supremacy Clause, states cannot allow that partial birth abortion procedure. Now, it's a late-term abortion procedure, and it's the kind of procedure. So you can have other late-term abortions under the partial birth abortion law, but you can't do a late-term abortion with that kind of procedure where you breach birth the baby except for the head, poke mm -hmm. the baby's base of the skull and suck out the brains. That's partial birth abortion. That's banned. And so it doesn't matter what Florida puts in the Constitution. That procedure is still banned. So it's another falsity. No law, well, that's false because the partial birth abortion 
act is the only law that will stand after this provision is passed. Well, you know, as much as Planned Parenthood wants to codify abortion in Florida, they certainly didn't get a very good person or persons to write this. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think they went for the juggler. Because then it says, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability. Viability is not defined. Or when necessary, what's necessary is not defined. As determined by the patient's health care provider, and that's where you started off about the tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. Under the Florida um, statutes, the licensed health care practitioners or providers include 58 categories. Yeah, you've got things like a 9-11 public safety telecommunicator, uh, massage therapist, dental hygienist. All those people would be qualified to refer a woman to an abortion if this passes. Yeah, or audiologist. uh, uh, You have um, orthotic fitters, people that put lifts or things for your shoe. Even the assistant to the orthotic fitter. (laughs) is listed as a licensed Florida health care practitioner. Like I said, as much as Planned Parenthood wants to codify abortion in Florida, they didn't do a very good job writing No, this. and even a school counselor. You know, I was giving a presentation recently to a group of people in South Florida, and I was talking about this, and the light bulb went on in a woman sitting in the front, and she said, you know, school counselors are considered licensed health care practitioners. Mm. And I said, exactly. But the nurses can't even give an aspirin to a child, right? But they can refer them for but an they abortion. Can refer. So under this provision, the 911 operator would be empowered to say that the baby's viable or not viable, or even if it is viable, that it's still necessary to protect the health of the patient, the woman. And that word health, you just jumped on that. What does that mean? Health means anything. In fact, uh, Doe versus Bolton in 1973 used a modification of the World Health Organization definition, which would be physical, mental, emotional, familial, financial, Mm -hmm. age of the woman, so many different things. So it is an abortion for any reason at any time that can be authorized no matter what you have in existence by a 911 operator right. or a tattoo artist. So, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to pray and go to our website. You can watch the oral argument live there at lc.org forward slash FL amendment. That's lc.org forward slash FL amendment. Watch and pray tomorrow at nine o'clock Eastern time. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. The website again, lc.org.